Welcome, everyone, to the Nerd Journey Podcast, episode number 66. We're joining you every week to talk IT career progression and bring you the advice we wish we'd been given earlier on in our careers. I'm your host, John White, at BJourneyman on Twitter, joined by my co-host, Nick Cordy, at NetworkNerd underscore. Hey, Nick, how's it going? Hey, John, I'm doing great. We are both pre-sales technical engineers with backgrounds in IT operations. We hope our career discussions will be vendor neutral, relevant across disciplines, and remain timeless. If you're enjoying our content, please drop us a positive review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe. And if you want to get in touch with us, tweet or DM at Nerd Journey. Ultimately, we're just two nerds on a journey. A journey to virtual enlightenment. So let's take a trip. All right. Great, Nick. Hey, uh, so this episode is a slight departure on the interview subject. If I understand our notes correctly, is going to be me. Yes, this is Inside the Mind of John White, sponsored by the John White School of Mentoring. Well, I can hear a bunch of people clicking fast forward, so maybe we should explain before we uh, uh, lose any more listeners. Yeah, so this week we're going to check in with John and see what life at Google's like. You know, we did the check-ins for you and me at VMware after the time we had spent there based on earlier this last year and thought it'd be fun to see how Google is different for you, but how it's the same and a little bit about the transition. Does that sound good? Yeah, that sounds great. Um, so the three-month check-in, I guess, because I think that's right about where I am, somewhere somewhere in there. We'll call it okay. three months. We'll say three months. Awesome. So you should be past your probationary period, I hope. Yeah, I mean, you never know. <laughs> That's true. You never know. I'm such a loose cannon. Who knows how long I'll actually last, right? That's for sure. So <laughs> just right out of the gate, John, why don't you share with the listeners, what is your job at Google today besides you know, consulting on the actual Google search algorithm? Right. So um, just to clarify, Exactly 0% of my job involves consulting with the Google search algorithm. That's something that Nick insists should be part of my job for some reason. But um, uh, aside from that, like what I actually do is very similar to what I did at VMware. I am talking to enterprise companies. Uh, the title is called Customer Engineer at Google, um, but it is in that family of sales engineers, right? Pre-sales, technical consulting, pre-sales engineer, sales engineer, solution engineer, you know, many, many titles for um, a family of roles that has to deal with um, talking to customers, understanding their businesses, trying to figure out what it is they're trying to do technically, and then aligning a portfolio of products from the vendor to um, help them solve the problems that they have. So, that, that's you know essentially what it is that I do. Um, I joined uh, sometime in October, and so I guess, like I said, it's been about three months now. Okay. So the next logical one that comes to my mind is, what would make you want to pursue the SE role at a different company? Sure, yeah. So I had some... Uh, probably some issues like with like the specific sales territory that I had at Google or sorry, at VMware um, that were a contributing factor. Like the company is awesome. Uh, the people I was working with were awesome. I had a great uh, rapport with my sales rep, you know, still 
uh, one of the best uh, sales reps that I've worked with. Um, uh, my manager was terrific. My colleagues were terrific. My, the the director was terrific. You know, none of those really were the issue. It was kind of unexpected. Uh, maybe you know that's an, another way to to look at it. It was just you know maybe some you know specific problems with my sales territory, and then like you know, that led to me leaving and then wanting to pursue, pursue something different, you know, not go to a partner or, 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 you know, some, anything like that, just do what I'm doing, just maybe do it somewhere else. Sure. That makes sense. And I think a lot of people who are listening can sympathize, maybe going after the same position at a different company for a nice change of pace or change of atmosphere. Now, what other roles had you thought about doing after gaining a pretty decent amount of experience as an SC at VMware? Sure. Um, so I did think about other roles, you know, um, tech marketing, maybe inside the company, uh, you know, people management. I had kind of tentatively explored that. Um, hadn't really put much like development time into doing either of those things, you know, and, and part of what I was looking at at VMware was, you know, would I, you know, feel uncomfortable or make other people feel uncomfortable having had, you know, my specific concerns and complaints and then just moving to a different part of the company. Um, uh, you know, so I, I looked around, I certainly looked at the career site, you know, I think VMware is pretty uh, portable, like uh, as far as like people are concerned, if there's a, a position inside the company, you know, you certainly are allowed to apply for it. And, and, you know, I don't know that there's like a way to, to block you from leaving a role or, or anything like that. But, um, you know, I just looked at it, didn't see anything that was, you know, just grabbed me and made me go, oh, yes, I have to stay for this. So, you know, I made some calls, you know, I said, you know, what is it that, you know, I have that, you know, I like, what is it that I can do with this? And, uh, you know, Google called me back. And I uh, started going through that process. Cool. And Google, that's the that's the situation you spoke about before where the recruiter kind of gave you a psychological lure, right? If you were looking, well, or since you're not looking, what would make you be interested in this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that definitely, you know, stuck in my mind. And, you know, uh, a while later was the reason that, you know, I called that person back. Um, you know, it's like, you know, you can't stop thinking about that. And then, you know, when the opportunity comes up, when you actually are interested in maybe like, you know, looking around, you know, the person who like asked the best questions and was the most intriguing and, you know, was still respectful of, of, you know, where you were in your career at that point in time, you know, gets the first call back, right? So yeah, definitely. And here's a here's another one, John. How do you feel about moving to a competitor of your previous company? Oh yeah, that's really interesting. Um because I actually was a little bit concerned about that. Uh you know, when I was at VMware, you know, Google had made some announcements about um VM migration as a product. And so it felt like a little bit at the time, like, oh, you know, like, you know, Google, in addition to, you know, Microsoft Azure and Amazon AWS is, is coming after, 
VMware virtual machines. Um, and I think after the move, I'm a little bit less in that mindset. Like I, I, I didn't think that was going to be a big part of it, just investigating the products. Um, so as part of the process of, um, you know, interviewing for the job, you know, I did as much of a deep dive into the product um, portfolio as I could. And just virtual machines and virtual infrastructure was a pretty small part of what I saw in the portfolio. And it was, you know, very, very different than, than what I was actually kind of expecting. Um, you know, way more developer tools, way more, you know, data warehousing, data analytics, um, managed databases might've been like the closest thing as like, you know, um, you know, maybe slightly up level from what VMware is doing. Uh, but, you know, just in, in retrospect, I, I think like there's probably uh, more potential for partnership than there is for, for competition. Like I, I, I definitely see overlapping um, offerings, right? Like Google has Google Compute Engine, which is, you know, at its base, virtual machines, virtual storage, virtual networking. I just think that they seem to be targeting a different audience and a different um and a different scale maybe I, I you know i don't know exactly how else to say it i'm sure that they'd you know they wouldn't turn down you know people who are you know i i don't even know exactly what that would be like if it's like a a customer that's not virtualized at all and like google and vmware going after them like that that's almost nobody right everybody is virtualized so then what is it? Is it like a company that is like a hundred percent VMware and then Google is somehow convincing them to move off of an on-prem platform? I, I mean, generally it's the other way around, right? Like a, a company is, um, investigating how best to use the cloud. And I don't think in those situations, the number one use case is, okay, get all this infrastructure out of here, out of our data center. You know, we're going to just shut this thing down in nine months, and the the first thing that we're going to do is pick a vendor to to to, to buy like millions of dollars of of infrastructure from. I just I don't think it works that way. I think there's you know very specific things that people want to do in the cloud, and things that you know maybe are more appropriate. and And I think there's quite a bit of overlap. and And honestly, I think that technology spending is only increasing. So I think that there's probably room. You know, hybrid cloud is something that you hear about. So, and and all of this is like really like specific to the to the industry that like VMware is in and Google is in. So I apologize for you know deep diving into that. I I just think that again, maybe if I were to to back up and go up a level, I I think there's probably more um, partnership opportunity than competition opportunity, and and as a result, it it just didn't feel. Like I was going to a direct competitor. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Now let's talk about some of the differences in what life has been like in this role at Google versus what it was like when you're SE at VMware. You mentioned the types of customers. You said enterprise. Does that mean the same thing as it did in VMware space? No, I actually I don't think it is. It does mean the same thing. And I'm probably, you know, um, probably both companies have some kind of definition of what, you know, an enterprise customer is. And it probably has something to do with, 
you know, a number of employees or amount of technology spend or, um, uh, you know, you know, size of customers. I, I just think that probably Google, because a lot of the portfolio has to do with um, cloud native companies and, you know, companies that are born in the cloud that have never owned physical infrastructure, that they're probably focusing a little bit more on companies that, you know, just haven't ever bought a server and put it in a rack in a data center in the office, right? So that generally can be a smaller company, um, but maybe they have a larger, large technology spend, you know, despite the fact that uh, um, they're, you know, what VMware might consider, oh yeah, well, they don't have any data center spend. Well, I mean, <laughs> they have technology spend and they're you know, buying technology solutions that just might not be, you know, on physical servers and, and storage arrays. So, um, you know, just a slightly different, uh, that probably that class of customers that um, people call cloud native. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and, and sorry, just, I don't want to imply that like all the customers are cloud native. I just, it's just that, you know, when you add that group of customers on top of what a traditional a technology vendor would call an enterprise customer. It's it's just a, a different mix, right? Right. Yeah. And what you don't want is for the cloud natives to get restless. <laughs> now, if I remember right, John, in your uh, in your role at VMware, you were more of a field facing resource, and I think you had to make a little change in that respect when you went to Google. Is that right? Yeah. So I think that you know, in most organizations. When you have, uh, you know, some role that is in the sales engineering uh, side of things, mostly those are field resources, right? And what I mean by that is they live in the geographic region that they're serving. A lot of, most of the time, they don't sit in an office. They maybe have a home office and a lot of their time is spent uh, visiting customers at their locations. And, and Google, I think, you know, is, is probably, you know, following that model, but um, because there are so many Google offices already, um, a lot of times what they're doing is asking those people to have a desk in one of the regional Google offices and come in and sit there, you know, multiple days a week. So I went from being, you know, a 100% field facing field person, meaning deployed in the field, having a home office and, you know, 99% of any work I did at a desk was, you know, in my home office to, having uh, a seat somewhere in at in a Google office in this case in my case specifically it's up in San Francisco um, and uh, you know as a result like you know I'm commuting into San Francisco multiple times a week um, which is you know very new for me it was quite different I hadn't done that you know gone to an office for work in like six years so <laughs> that was kind of a big change yeah, no kidding. Now, did this affect your uh, sleep and wake time habits a great deal or just a little bit? Uh, it was actually, you know, quite a big change, right? So if you are in the office by, say, 8.30 or 9, you know, or whatever is reasonable in your mind, um, at least for me, San Francisco is like a maybe 45 or 50 minute commute. So um, that's 45 or 50 minutes earlier that I have to wake up and uh, just because of the way uh, 
the the BART system, Bay Area Rapid Transit system works. It's like for me, getting on a train at like four o'clock is probably the best. So, um, yeah, uh, yeah, getting into the office at a at a reasonable time, you know, doing work there, and then leaving at a reasonable time, so I'm not like just jammed into a train with uh, twenty thousand of my closest friends fighting for a breath. Yeah, you know, uh, so. You know, but there's a you know some some benefits there too, right? You know, Google's probably pretty famous for pioneering um, some of the uh, the perks of, of working at a at an internet you know company. So, you know, I I could eat three meals a day, you know, while I'm in the office. You know, I try to go home for dinner, uh, <laughs> so uh, so I'm not spending too much time in the office. But it is it is an option. There's there's a four o'clock uh, snack that I've taken advantage of several times. Grab the snack and then walk out the door. Nice. What about product and portfolio size? I know that in what I do and what you did at VMware, we we are technical generalists across all products in the VMware portfolio. Is it similar at Google? And if so, how big is that portfolio? Yeah, it's it's quite similar. The the crossover and the style is is very very similar. Um, so, you know, I'm responsible for everything at a you know at, the, at at least a 100 level. I'm asked to major in in one thing and maybe have like a, a minor in something else. So, you know, I'm representing everything. Uh, I would say maybe except uh, the G Suite. You know, the the um, uh, Google Drive and sheets and, and and docs and things like that you know there's a kind of a specialist team so it's it's very similar there um you know specialist teams to to kind of dive deep when there's you know very specific high level things that customers need at the same time you know i'm i'm asked to be maybe you know up to 200 even 300 on at least one thing so you know i'm not overwhelming the the specialists and and maybe even at a certain point, building a, building a POC, um, maybe not like a production pilot, but um, at least a POC. And in terms of the the structure of the greater team that you work with, are you mapped to one salesperson, a group of salespeople? How does that work? I think that Google's trying to be flexible about that. Um, so it seems to be varying by region, whether it's a one-to-one mapping or a one-to-two mapping or or whatever it is that, that you want to do. Like I think um, last year, it seemed to be one-to-one. And at least in the enterprise this year, it seems to be wherever the team needs you in the sales reps that you're, you're covering. Um, so, I, you know, it, that, and that might change, <laughs> you know, they're trying to be, you know, super flexible and, and accommodate a whole lot of growth. So, um, that's, uh, maybe something we can talk about later is maybe one of the, the differences that I've seen in the company is just the amount of growth. Yeah. That could be an interesting topic for sure. Now, one of the things you had to get used to in moving to Google was moving from office 365 to G suite. How would that go? Yeah, it's not going to let me just uh, mention there's a G Suite team and walk away from it, right? Yeah, so 
that was actually something that I took honestly in retrospect, like an embarrassingly, you know, uh, I put a lot of emphasis on, it. I was like, Oh, wait a minute. I'm going to have to not use word and, and Excel and, and PowerPoint. I, I actually thought like, wow, that that'll be difficult. And I don't even know how I test it. Like not even thinking, of course, of course I use Google docs, you know, of course I use Google sheets, you know, and I absolutely can put together like a, a, a Google presentation together to test it all out. I mean, I've moved over. It was, I don't want to say that it was trivial, but it kind of was trivial. And, it, you know, if anything, I, you know, maybe I was just never like a, like a, an office 365 power user or something, but you know, the, Google Docs, like, you know, I've, I've been in meetings with my teammates and we're all taking notes in the same doc, you know, in real time live. And that's just not something that I was used to doing in any kind of Microsoft tool. Maybe it's totally possible. I've, I've heard that there, there are tools to do that. I, I just never experienced them. And, and it's just a level of collaboration that I, you know, that kind of got unlocked where you can, you know, write a document, you know, tag somebody in it and they automatically receive a task to, to do something with the document and then they review it and resolve the document. It is just, again, like just pretty collaborative in a way that I wasn't used to. It's, it's been really good. Now, in terms of the computer you use, is it Windows, Mac, or are you actually using some kind of Chrome device? Yeah, so that's another thing that I, you know, maybe took an embarrassingly long pause at, but I showed up on my first day and sitting at my chair was a pixel book, which is um, Google's uh, home branded uh, Chromebook. And that was, I, I took a deep breath there. I was like, Ooh, you know, I don't, I don't know what my options are. You know, I don't know what to do. And it, and it ended up like in the middle of uh, the orientation, they're like, yeah, you know, try this for a few weeks. And if in the first, I don't know, three weeks, you, you want to swap it out for something else, here's your options. So, but you know, just, just try it out. And, and honestly, at the end of that time, I didn't, I didn't swap it out. I was like, this is actually pretty cool. Um, it's a cool piece of hardware. Uh, you know, I don't want anybody to think that I'm like selling pixel books or anything like that. That's certainly not something that's in, in my purview, but, uh, you know, now I'm, I'm kind of a convert. I, I'm trying to, trying to figure out if that's because I work for the company or if it actually is pretty cool. But again, I, like I said, I had the option to swap out for, you know, a MacBook or, or, you know, some other, you know, Windows device and, and I didn't take it. I was like, no, this, this. This is working great. So we'll put John's affiliate link in the show notes for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so how about this one, John? You know, you went from uh, a sales engineer role at one company to a sales engineer role at another. Do you have any advice on the process of moving to a different company, but a similar role for listeners out there? Yeah, I think that's part of, you know, career g- growth and and managing your career to be portable, right? I think we talked about it. You never know when you might need to pick up and move for, you know, internal reasons or external reasons. And one of the things that I focused on was being a better sales engineer. Um, 
you know, so that was a couple things for me, you know, because I was calling on large customers, you know, one of the really important things was for me was understanding that customer and understanding their problems. There's a number of ways to do that, you know, researching, you know, public documents that they have to file with the SEC, um, you know, other data sources, you know, things that they're just talking about openly and publicly at their, you know, annual conferences, you know, just following all that stuff. All of those skills are very portable, right? So when I was going through the interview process and they asked me about what I would do, I told them I felt very comfortable doing that because, you know, it's something that I had done. And, you know, my customer mix over time changed. So I was, you know, used to doing all that, you know, work for a brand new customer, you know, over and over again. So, you know, if somebody assigns me a brand new customer, here's kind of the process I go through to, to figure out, you know, what I can glean from publicly available information before I go and talk to them. And then in talking to them, you know, I had kind of thought through that process of what is it that I do to, to understand a, a customer's uh, business issues right? Not necessarily pure technical problems, but, you know, problems and things that there's actually funding to solve. Um, so, um, you know, that thought process, you know, I'm very grateful to VMware, uh, you know, for teaching me, you know, about that. And, and I think I've been hopefully pretty open about, you know, how awesome I thought that training was and, and that, um, that, that new way of thinking, really affected me, right? I went, oh, geez, I wish, I wish I'd known about this when I was in operations, like I would have been better at, at selling my, my ideas for getting things done internally. So, um, but yeah, those skills are portable, right? But you have to think about exactly what it is that you do and exactly what that skill set is. And, you know, think if, if I think about myself as a product, what is that product? It's a bundle of skills and capabilities. Um, and, and what are those things? What is it that I bring to the table? And every, and that's going to be different for every person, right? Like, I, I can't say that one of like, you know, the things that I was selling was my ability to, to set up a home lab and, and do things because, uh, you know, and, and come up with like, write exciting new scripts and code on my own. Cause that's not something that I actually did a whole lot of at VMware. Um, you know, my strengths lay in other areas you know, maybe more empathy for the business side. And, and, and so that's what I kind of focused on, right? My strengths. And here's one I forgot to mention before. how did you feel about taking this job and not having a lot of experience with the Google cloud products? Cause it, I didn't think you had a lot of experience there. No, I, I, I didn't. I mean, I had some, like right? my, uh, my V journeyman blog is hosted on, on Google cloud, um, in the compute engine, right. I just rent like a $4 or $5 a month, uh, virtual machine and run WordPress on it. And, you know, this, uh, nerd journey podcast, uh, WordPress instance is also on Google cloud engine. So, you know, that is kind of, you know, scratching the surface of what, Google's portfolio is it's it's maybe like if you went to VMware and said you know hey I I know about your desktop virtualization product you know not not virtual desktop but like you know VMware Fusion or VMware Workstation Workstation yeah 
thanks for reminding me. I got there. <laughs> you know, or um, if you went to like, you know, a Dell Enterprise, you know, company, um, you know, an enterprise storage group and said, well, you know, I, I, I own a Dell laptop, you know, it's, it's, it's certainly not the same, but, you know, I had scratched the surface. So, you know, I was able to, you know, I already had an account. Um, actually, anybody that has a Gmail account really can go over to Google Cloud and, and check that, that stuff out. Um, and then actually in the process of interviewing, they sent me some credits to like spin up more infrastructure and play around with it and, and educate myself more, which, you know, I, uh, the, the amount of credits that they gave, it was like enough to, uh, do what I had already done. So I didn't, I didn't really, yeah, I'd already, you know, spun up VMs and, you know, things like that. So, you know, um, but I, you know, if I hadn't, then I, I definitely could have, again, as part of that interview process, they were, uh, pretty, pretty cool about that. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Cause that was going to be my next question. It seems like based on what you said, you know, HR, your hiring manager, they didn't mind that you didn't really have much experience with the product set coming in. No, I, I don't know that, you know, any like young growing company can really hire for that, you know, for you know, tons of experience with our product. You know, I think VMware is maybe in a unique uh, situation with a mature product set, you know, that people can say, well, you know, VMware has been in the market for like over 20 years now, right? Um, so you can't have necessarily 20 years experience with the most recent version of VM, uh, VMware products, but you can be like a, you know, decades long user of VMware products. Um, so, you know, Google Cloud, you know, is younger than that. Some of the, the products are maybe in that, you know, same time frame, but, you know, Google Cloud as an organization is much younger. So, you know, I think mostly, I mean, this is just my outside, you know, observation. It seems to be, you know, they're interested in hiring people with varied backgrounds, not necessarily with specific experience with the product because that would be too limiting so you know people with coding backgrounds people who have been cios or ctos and people who are experienced sales engineers so you know all of those are, are valid you know pools for hiring i think at least those are the types of people that i've run into so okay cool now because of the lack of experience with the product set did your manager place any specific education certification requirements on you? Yeah, actually it, it didn't even come from the manager. It was kind of, um, like a general onboarding process. It's like, here's like your, your eight week, your first eight weeks at Google as a customer engineer are kind of already mapped out. Um, here's the general thing. You might not do everything in the exact order and the exact timeline that they're asking you to do, but, um, you know, here it is, it's all mapped out. So, the professional cloud architect certification is something that they wanted achieved and they were kind of thinking, yeah, by week eight, you know, you should probably have that done. I, you know, I think week 12 is when I actually got it done or week 14. I'm not, not exactly sure. You know, my, uh, time of hire kind of felt, you know, it fell like right in those holidays. Um, I tried to get it done right before and just didn't work out the timing. So I got it done and, uh, early January, but it was, you know, really educational. Uh, again, 
way more exposure to the portfolio of products, which, you know, I, to be honest, I had kind of a blind spot <laughs> about Google Cloud um, before, you know, kind of initiating the process. So um, uh, it, was a, it was a great education, a great overview of everything that was available. I mean, it actually included, you know, G Suite, which, uh, you know, I didn't really have an interest in, in selling. And, and fortunately, that's not something that I'm selling. But, you know, if that's something that, you know, you're interested in, and then, uh, you know, there it is, like the education's there. And, and, you know, I guess once you're inside Google, like you can kind of port those skills anywhere within the organization. Yes, and they will make you a believer in G Suite as they have with John. <laughs> <laughs> My affiliate code will be in the uh, in the description somewhere. Yeah, affiliate code, referral link, we'll get them all. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, John, you know what? I think listening back on this, we we've, we've got enough for two episodes here. So why don't we just cut it right there this time? Does that sound good? Yeah, awesome. We'll do the rest as uh, sixty-seven uh, some other time, or uh, maybe even next week. Yeah, the suspense is killing me. Just a reminder, we want people to subscribe and give us a positive review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. We want to know if we're being helpful and are always looking for interesting questions to ponder. We're collectively on Twitter at Nerd Journey. All right, farewell listeners. Tune in next time as the journey continues. I'm John White at V Journeyman for Nick Cordy at NetworkNerd underscore signing off. Adios. <laughs> <laughs>